Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! I'm just going to let this little opening bit play. Because that's a nostalgia button for a lot of us. And horrifically ironic, given this episode. Oh. Nat finally went to Disneyland. Yeah! And by Nat, I mean 10K. Yeah! I don't actually know if Nat's been to Disneyland or not. Guessing. I would imagine so at this point. Hello, Z Nation fans, and welcome to another episode of the AfterBuzz TV Z Nation After Show. Today we are covering Season 2, Episode 14, Day 1. Which is kind of a really interesting thing to say, one right after another. Um, you will have noticed that I am not Megan Selena. She is feeling a little under the weather, so please tweet her your best wishes at the Manguin, T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I am Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaget, and today with me is Michelle Cullen. Hello, everyone. You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. And the wonderful Michael Cassett. Hi there. You can find me on Twitter at CassettZN. And as always, we will be checking the live chat. We're going to pull that up on the monitor there. And the uh, hashtag, ABTVZNation. So if you've got something fun to say, throw it in there. You may well get a shout-out. What did you think of this episode? I've been looking forward to this episode for a long time. And like I said last week, I was very excited that it wasn't just a complete different time period in the story. It was them recalling where they were on day one. So it was a flashback episode, but it was still in the present. And... We got some backstory. There's still some questions I have, but this was this was good. Well, like what? Um, well, with Murphy's backstory, we see him escape the compound. He goes out the door and then shuts it so that other people can't get out that presumably could potentially be Button. Um, but that doesn't explain how he suddenly wound up in strapped down to the bed, still I, in his prison. I don't seat. actually think he was out of prison. He was just out of the, the, yard. the okay. yard. That's fair. Because usually yeah. they have a multiple door system, yeah. so you everywhere. can't just get through one and then go. So that was easy. Okay. There we go. There you go. One, Questions one, one answered. And, <laughs> and Michael, you wrote this episode, correct? Yes, as as always. I mean, there are some uh, ideas there that originated with uh, our showrunner, Carl Schaefer, and then... Uh, uh, Things evolve as you go along. Uh, Dan Merchant, the director, had a lot of ideas. Mostly we talked about simplifying, simplifying, because the original script for this was two and a half hours and would have cost uh, uh, what an episode of The Expanse would cost, which apparently is insanely expensive. (laughs) Um, So what was in the original script that got cut? Oh, mostly just more action. Um, A little bit more of the 
traveling from wherever we last last picked our our group up, you know, entering California. You know, we wanted to have a few more, a little bit more action and motor vehicle transport. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, we, you know, we had some of those things, but it just uh, just wasn't possible to fit them all into this episode. So it became concentrated on the flashbacks and less on the front story, just kind of get them from entering Orange County, say, to uh, wherever they wind up. Disneyland, somewhere in Anaheim. <laughs> and I'm an avid Disney fan, so the second it was like, Disneyland, I'm like, that's why the Matterhorn's in the background. That's where that hamburger sign came from. It's from that restaurant on Main Street. This is amazing and depressing at the same time. Which sums up our show, we hope. Kind of, yeah. Amazing and depressing. And then here I am watching it, and I'm like, that's that thing that I saw that one time. Katie's going to know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Katie lives there sometimes. So let's talk a little bit about the framework of this episode, then. we um, The El Caminos die, unfortunately. We find them in California in Disneyland, and so there are the cracks about 10K. You finally made it to Disneyland. Not the happiest place on Earth. (laughs) Sorry, kid. Well, I would imagine that it's exceedingly difficult to fortify. Yeah. I mean, you get the gates closed, but there's just so many people in the park. The good news for the people in Disneyland is the, the lines before you got eaten were very long. (laughs) <laughs> yes, but then there were, you know, that's when the ride still worked, yeah, I assume. <laughs> that I think that's going places I don't really want to think about. Yeah. I just imagine there was a group of survivors that probably were like, guys, I saw this in Zombieland. This is going to work. We're going to go to the amusement oh, park. No. It's going to be great. And then it just didn't pan out, and they never got their Twinkies. And but it didn't work in Zombieland is the problem. They got out fine. They got out fine, but it wasn't zombie-free. True. You can't turn on bright, loud things and expect it to end in your favor. And here we just had no bright, loud things left. Nope. Except for the El Caminos, and they died. And they died. Moment of silence for the cars. And uh, <laughs> it just... it The overarching framework isn't as easy to talk about in one chunk because it's little teeny bit flashback. Little teeny bit flashback. I want to talk about what went into Murphy's, though, because it at that point it's them hiding underground waiting for a horror disease to pass. And he's standing under a grate or a manhole. He's standing under something that just has him in this little pool of blue light, and it's absolutely beautifully framed, thinking about, why am I here? I don't want to be the savior of mankind. And the line that hit me is, where's my mercy? And that just, that was a really good scene. Yes, it was. It was very powerful. And when Warren came up behind him, I loved, again, the lighting, um, the way that it hit his eyes. You couldn't see his iris. Um, so it looked very zombified. It was the all look just in his face. It was really well framed, really well shot. That- thank, thank uh, you know, Dan Merchant, the director, and uh, Alex Yellen, the DP. It was uh, all their work. We went total Garden of Gethsemane there. Um Nice. The whole idea was you got a zombie messiah. At some point, he's got to have that moment where it's especially just before things are going to happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to do this. That was what the whole, just the one real new character moment was we uh, really wanted to hit. And uh, it just looks fantastic and feels, I think, very soulful and poignant. Yeah, we, we've yes. seen a lot of, I don't want to do this for Murphy because that's kind of how he lives his yeah. life. But having it just in that one crystallized moment was... Well, it wasn't real 
in, in some sense before. It's then. just him being a butt. Yeah. It's like, I just don't want to do this because I don't want to do whatever you want to do. Because <laughs> screw you guys. Yeah. yeah. Except for Warren because she's the boss of him. Right. Come on, princess. I love that that got slung around multiple times. Yeah. That like, was just their relationship. Dishing it out and then giving it right back. This is a really great dynamic. Oh, yeah. Just Murphy was very good in this episode, both in his flashback, which was interesting and also slightly confusing for me, and just in the episode overall. And so they finally make it to the location, and it's just, I think it was Murphy that described it as a greasy spoon. It's this little diner in the middle of flip all nowhere in the woods in California. They also finally get to see the Pacific Ocean, which is like, we made it. Like, what's that smell? I think it's fresh air. That doesn't seem physically possible. And they make it to this diner and basically Warren hands Murphy a backpack where I don't even know where she got this or if she's been carrying it around, but hey, if it works, it works. And tells them all to stay out there while she and Vasquez go inside, make sure it's on the up and up, you know, because it doesn't really look like much. Yeah. And 10K points out it could be another underground lab, but uh, underground labs under diners? Only in Roswell. Well, and I love that the first response um, from Addie, I believe, is, okay, so 10 minutes and then we come in after you. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not what I said. 10 minutes and then GTFO. GTFO. Doc's like, yeah. After we come in after you. Like, no, no, guys, no. This no. is, we're this finally isn't. here. This is, this is it. This is the coordinates, you know. Yep. This is, like, really? And I do love that we get a glimpse of Murphy's disguise, and it's like sunglasses <laughs> and the bandana, and it's like, and the leather you, gloves. Could, you could not be more obvious that you are disguising someone there. If that's going to work, you need the whole party to do that, not just this guy. Just covering up his blue complexion. Okay. Can't tell he's blue then. Yeah, but again, that that makes him really stick out. It's like, you're the only guy in sunglasses and a bandana. What are you hiding? Nothing! I will say it was a little surprising to me that they asked um, the woman in the greasy spoon to take out the weapon that she had under the desk, because that makes sense, but then to not check or have her move away from the counter anyway, after all that they've been through. That, they're tired. That's say for all that, they're still kind of haphazard. Like, they yeah. are continually taken by surprise whenever someone is particularly inventively devious. And at this point, it's just like, we're there, we're at the finish line, just, just finish. Just, put your just gun. done. Just put go. your gun on the counter. It's a cute little... Cute it's like little a two-shot Derringer yeah. or something. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's was a, it a two-shot Derringer? I think it was. And it's also oh like, like, once you see that, it's like, uh, how... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm not, I'm cautious, but I'm not really worried about that. The question is, why does Katie know what a two-shot Derringer looks like? Um, Nope, not even a question. Nope. So, yeah, there's heavy implications that this is not what it seems, especially intertwined with our other overarching framework, which is Citizen Z. Finally get to see this guy again. I guess we didn't have him mostly because he was in The Man in the High Castle, is what I've been hearing. He may have been busy in an alter, alternate timeline, yeah. Oh, no, I'm talking about, like, yeah. on the other side of the fourth wall. We haven't had a lot of Citizen yeah, Z no, this a, yeah, yeah, that's Man of the High Castle being an alternate timeline. That's... Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's yeah, been a long day, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> this is... Yeah. And he finds out that he's been hacked. And I, I found this actually kind of funny, 
because you have these people who have been hacked into this server that he didn't know was still up and running, and he had no idea this was going on right up until the point where they change his password on something and he can no longer access it. Which is one of the most obvious signs that someone else has been in your computer is a password change. Like, he hadn't noticed right up until this person did this. So, way to screw it up, buddy? Was that, did that I, only stick out to me, or? Yeah, you work in IT. I yeah. was just like, I believe this. <laughs> like, the extents, the extensive computer knowledge I have comes from watching Penelope Garcia on Criminal Minds, and that's false. All of that is a lie. But, but she's it's very like, good at it. It's like you work really, really hard to sneak into a jewelry store, like you're being very quiet, you're avoiding everything, and then you purposefully hit the button on the silent alarm once you get in there. It's like, no one has noticed me, and now you will notice me. Maybe they like, like a challenge. what's the point? Maybe they thought he was gone. Maybe they were trying to do yeah. something else. Who knows? Who knows who they are? Maybe because he's been d- uh, depending on solar energy for so much, he's been offline, so so much and they're like well I'm just gonna get a little lax in my security and I'm gonna check this out because he might very well be dead up there in the north true North Pole. his AOL account may have just expired (laughs) (laughs) the idea of him having an AOL account is I think funnier than the rest of that he may have needed to renew his Amazon Prime membership yeah (laughs) especially Amazon's still going But, yeah, he essentially traces the signal back to where the hacker is stationed, and it's in Molokai, Hawaii, which is a tiny little island that has a leper colony on it and virtually nothing else. So that's an interesting place for people to be hiding, because is the leper colony still there? Is it isolated enough that this did not occur? Why is someone on Molokai? Like, like there's nothing there but the colony. Zombie lepers, though. See, and I'm thinking that leprosy might have staved off the zombie apocalypse That's there. That's just it. Who knows? Although, yeah. in real life, that, that colony is decades in the past. Yeah. It, it's a tourist attraction yeah, now. Yeah. Although, in general, Hawaii is not really near the mainland. Did they even contract the virus? Like, so many airplanes going back and forth. To know. Japan, to L.A., to everywhere. Stop it is not difficult to get a flight to Hawaii. Hawaii is still beautiful. It's still beautiful, just not the man-made parts of it. I'm sure the beaches are lovely. I'm sure the beaches are nice in the zombie apocalypse. Yes, you bring the zombies in on the wave. They all know how to body surf. Zombie sharks? about all the surfing they... Oh, my God. They leave pieces as they go. If we're in Molokai, are we going to see zombie sharks? How would Uh, we get to Molokai? It's a five-hour flight. I'm not going to get to Molokai. I'm saying we could see it because the person who hacked him is there, so there could be a new character... Anything is possible oh if you God. just believe. <laughs> I'm just now I'm pondering zombie sharks and going, it's the asylum. They it have a lot happen. of experience with sharks. They, for those of you who don't know this, and I'm maybe there are some people who don't know this. The asylum, the studio that does Z Nation, is also responsible for the Sharknado movies. I'm fairly certain that's a Captain Obvious moment for most of you, but nonetheless. So that that is the long and short of our framework, is that he finds out that the location has been compromised, that whoever has hacked into his systems has been tracking Operation Bite Mark. So if they've given him the wrong coordinates or if they already have agents at these coordinates, we don't know who did the hacking. We don't know what's going on. We got a look at a few things in the trailer, but I can't say that I think that the, uh, the Zeros... 
was that it? Were in charge of this? No, I, I have a hard time believing that computer hacking is in their uh, repertoire wheelhouse. <laughs> repertoire is better. And I don't know that their works. their reach extends to Molokai. Yeah, getting that shot. I, I, we're in predictions territory here, but that's okay. Just getting that shot of Lorena. Can we talk? Dang! Yeah. I'm just gonna scoot three feet back and then run. Can can we do that? That that works for me. Very excited for next week, but we have more to talk about. We do. We <laughs> have so much of this episode. Most of this episode was flashbacks. Was seeing where everyone was when the zombie apocalypse started. Thereabouts. I get the feeling that it had already been going on for a little bit when we get to Doc's flashback, but that's me. Uh, the episode actually starts with Citizen Z, Mr. Simon Cruller, being arrested for hacking. And, and espionage. And espionage, and I'm sure all sorts of other things. I'm fairly certain he was black hat before he got into it, before he got recruited. And he's refusing to plead guilty, and an, a member of the NSA essentially tells him, we need you for a thing, we'll drop all charges, but we're basically sending you up to the North Pole and we're having you track something so classified that not even your lawyer can know. Here's the piece of paper. Like, how dramatic can you get? I don't know. I I did enjoy that part, but my favorite takeaway of their interaction was him saying who he was and who he worked for, and then saying, I'm a member of the team that took you down and put you in this position. And then Simon is like, I'm a big fan of your work. <laughs> Solid. It just, it's good to have a sense of humor, even when oh, yeah. you are essentially hosed. Well, and there's that weird level of respect for anyone who's better at your craft than you. Like, oh, yeah. Not even weird, but, like, he thinks he's the one of the best in the world, and he actually is because they're choosing to recruit him instead of yeah. prosecute him. Um, I did, I didn't know how he would respond to the word zombies on a piece of paper. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was really quick to accept it, and I think I'm just not used to seeing that in any zombie movies or TV shows. Well, I, I want to address this. You've got the look on your face when she was talking, so I want to know what that look <laughs> means. I, it's just a my look. It's my Sunday look. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it wasn't specifically about that. I mean, it's yeah, it's a, it's a fun scene. Um, I think it gives you a lot of uh, DJ as Citizen Z, you know, that, like you said, that that wonderful moment where it's love your work, you know, that's <laughs> kind of sums it all up. Yeah, it's just it's all he's thinking about is, you know, the you know the zeros and ones basically, yeah, and not the larger implications. And yeah, zombies when he looks at it, it's you know, the, the assumption is that that the zombie apocalypse didn't just appear out of nowhere in <clears throat> one day. Yeah, is that there yeah. have been health issues and and crises and rumors and things like that. So and bath salts. Yes. Yeah, so every time every time one of our our characters encounters it, there's at least some nugget of awareness that there's something going on someplace. It may not be here, or it's you know it's like Ebola. It's yeah. in the air, but you're not so to speak in the you know in the, in the uh, blogosphere, mm-hmm. not the atmosphere. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, or in this case, the z- z- zombie virus probably was, but, uh, you're not directly affected by it yet. You're not necessarily thinking it's going to be wiping everybody out or coming to your front door. Yeah. And then suddenly it is. And uh, with Simon, it's one of those things he probably would have heard about, you know, even in jail or even just some rumor. It's like, yeah. really, what's this? Or that, you know, but 
okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, I mean, the first thing, it's I'm not going to jail. On the other hand, I'm going somewhere north of the Arctic Circle to work for the evil empire. Which is still and kind of jail, zomb- just different yeah, jail. Yeah, just different jail. Different uh, jail. I mean, they don't need bars there. It's like Siberia. They didn't need guards and prisons because where were you going to go once you got there? Nah. Um, so, and zombies, like, okay, let's see what this is. I still get to work with computers, so. Yeah. Win. Also, I love your DJ imitation. It's beautiful. <laughs> and I adore it. It's very <laughs> good. Plus, just talking about your, they accept the zombie, zombie apocalypse fairly easily. In a lot of zombie media, there seems to be a dearth of zombie media, for if that makes any sense. Like, every time the zombie apocalypse happens, people are like, I've never seen this before. We don't know the rules. Yeah, and in Z Nation, yeah. it's like, Pfft. yeah. Well, yeah, we do assume, and that was one of our rules from our creative day one, was we're in a world with people like us. Yeah. We've yeah. seen the movies. We know the mythology. So not that our characters want to want to accept it or embrace it, but this is not their first zombie rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not like it's this brand new thing they've never heard of before, whereas in a lot of zombie media, it's a brand new thing they've yeah. never heard of before because yeah. movies and TV don't exist in their world. Well, and that's the point I'm drawing is like it's yeah. unusual to see how quickly they accepted it. In a zombie situation, because we're so acclimated to people being like, this is new. Yeah. Sometimes some, some six whole episodes this? of zombie killing, they still don't think they're zombies. But I'm not yeah. surprised by it, because we had the collector, and the collector had the movie posters and the lore, and he yeah. was collecting yeah. different zombies, and it's a very much a part of our society. And then it got me thinking too hard about how I would respond if the zombie apocalypse happened, and mm. how quickly I would accept it. I think everyone's kind of got a zombie apocalypse plan at this point. I think so. I have a Pinterest board. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not, not the only one. You're not the, yeah, you're not the only I'm one. I'm not, not the only one. <laughs> but it's, I, I think as an audience, we've become, we get frustrated with horror movie characters who aren't smart enough to not go up the stairs. And we get frustrated with people in zombie apocalypse media who just don't know what they're dealing with. It's so entrenched in our culture that to see people who are supposedly from every town USA, just like you, dealing with this stuff and being 100% clueless is frustrating at best. And so to have it be self-aware, to have things like Cabin in the Woods and, uh, what is it, the Tucker and Dale versus Evil, that's what I'm thinking of, people who know their tropes and know what's happening, and it's refreshing to see it in Z Nation. Now, we just thought it would be more fun. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. we can't, I mean, I can't write that scene where they, you know, what is this, Madge? You know, what's what's going on? Who's, are they is eating this people? bath salts? Are they young kids on drugs? Yeah, I mean, the, the scene I would write is, zombies are real. I mean, that's, that's yeah. the, like, okay, now what? You, you write the scene of, are we working with Romero or 28 Days Later? What kind of zombies do we <laughs> yeah, have? Yeah. As opposed to, what am zombie? We don't yeah. know. Yeah, that, uh, the alphabet doesn't go to Z apparently for some of these people. <laughs> <laughs> so, just moving on in flashbacks, we have Warrens, which is so so heartbreaking. I will say that Vasquez's is the one where I'm like, I am done with everything. I it's 10 a.m. I need a stiff drink. That one destroyed. I, I watched it this morning. It destroyed me. But going on down the line, Warren, we get to see her as a marshal, and they she's in charge of moving vehicles. She 
has all of her squad squadron. I'm not sure if that's the correct term. Wouldn't for be her. squadron unit. Great you know, company. Thank you. Company. Yeah. She's a lieutenant, so she would be a company or pl- motorized platoon, yeah. thing like that. I'm really glad you know this because yeah. I super don't. Yeah. All watching the hockey game, which oddly enough, we find out that's what Mac and Addie are at later on. It's like those are the same unit. Okay. And a uh, ambulance essentially crashes in front of where they are, and it turns out there's zombies in the ambulance because why not? And so her entire group of people gets zombified, and she has to kill them all one by one. Yeah. Just like, and that's your introduction to the zombie apocalypse. Yep. Oh. Goodbye to everyone you knew immediately around you that could have helped you. But that's just been her life. Yeah. Like, these are her people. She lives with these people. They die. She hangs out with these people. They die. She falls in love with these people. They die. So far, Vasquez has been okay. I'm not, not worried about Vasquez. I'm worried about me as a writer. You know, we're around her, too. You know, <laughs> everybody dies. Yes, but you're safely on the other side of the fourth wall. Yeah. If you ever put yourself in the is series, that, then you're host. Is that safe? I don't know. So As safe as you can make it with, yeah, you're the writer. You're pulling the strings on this one. You are. At a certain point, you're not pulling the strings. The strings are pulling you. <laughs> this isn't Undertale. The characters aren't going to reach on the other side of the fourth wall and mess with you. <laughs> they could. Yeah. They haven't written season three yet. That's okay. true. Are you done? <laughs> we haven't done our we haven't done our duck amok. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to think about the other side of that. Um, we are a little short on time and have a lot of flashbacks to get through. So Let's power through it. If you have anything interesting to say about how these came about, how they were filmed, we'd love to hear the behind the scenes stuff. Um. The, the one thing I can tell you is I, I would love to take credit for the darkness of this, but the Vasquez concept was our own dark showrunner, Carl Schaefer. I can't say I'm surprised. No. I'm a, you know, I'm Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm compared to him. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vasquez's was, uh, we're, I have them all in chronological order, and I'm like, nope, we're skipping on down the line because that one, dear God, he is at his wife and child's funeral. And they claw their way out of the coffin. Oh, oh man. No. And it's just built up. Low. It's built up so well because we have that one guy stepping in. Oh, okay, I'll give you your space. Yeah. And so it's empty. And he's looking around going, I hear something. Are, are there rats in here? What's going on? And that's kind of the point where in the audience you go, oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. No, 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 Please no. don't no, go no. there. You just cue up uh, the little no cat on no. Video, uh, video on YouTube. No, 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 no. And then lo and behold, not only does he have to kill the guy who presumably knew him and wanted to give him his space, he has to kill his own wife and child. Zombie versions. As they crawl out of the coffin. Oh, oh God. That I, I was not kidding about needing a stiff drink at 10 a.m. That yeah. was, uh, that man... Was- that was so I we, saw. Okay. We enable day drinking. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, sometimes <laughs> depends on when you watch the episode. Yeah. But yeah. that was uh, that was a thing, and it occurred. Well, as soon as I realized he was in a funeral home, I was like, "No, no. that's yes. not nice." Yes. We know they died pre Z. You didn't say it was directly before all of the shenanigans went down. <laughs> it didn't say when pre Z. Yeah. Yeah, but I was switching. like hopeful that it was enough time to get over it to deal with cut. No, nope. and no I was Carl hoping Schaefer. that it was. I was hoping that it was headshots because you think if you want to ensure that someone's dead, boom. But no, you just did, like, no. The gangster. Thank you, a scorpion. Well, yeah, that's 
Yeah, it no. looks cool, but it's horrible for your accuracy. Oh, Turning the gun sideways for yeah. those of you who are listening. Um, um, switching to a little more comedic relief before we all start crying into our microphones. Alicia Perez on Twitter asks, um, wow, wait, I refreshed and it moved. Were you surprised that Doc was a therapist and off drugs in the flashbacks? Was he a sobriety counselor? What What was his job? He was just a, a, a therapist, and he had his own... Uh, history of uh, having been on drugs. In fact, I think the original, probably one of the lines that got cut, he, he was at day 911 was actually the joke. <laughs> nice. Because uh, I'd, I'd heard like sober for five years or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So. so yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, he he was yeah, not a, a a counselor therapist, not a you know, PhD. He's not really a doc. He just plays yeah. one on TV. Um, <laughs> yeah. And watches a lot of ER. Has watched a lot of ER and other, other shows, probably all the way back to Marcus Welby. Who knows? But, uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, he's a therapist and he's, and there is obviously something going on in the world already because his Thought patient, process. and his patient yeah. is talking about roadblocks and things. Yeah. And so, but yes. And, and then when he sees it, it's like, was that his oh, gay lover? He would have mentioned it. Yeah. Oh, that's his hobby. Oh, that's, yeah. oh man, it's that thing. I, I always love when we get his thought processes, and you can just kind of see it slowly going from point A to B to C, and to then Z. when it finally gets to, to, Z. to Z, where yeah. it needs to be, it's yeah. like, oh, that. And I love the fake out with his fellow therapist and with the yeah. patient that was going crazy, and it just turned out that he was an extremely angry man. And not actually a zombie at that point. I, I liked that fake out. Mm-hmm. It was good. Just seeing someone in the background, out of focus, sneaking into that room that Doc just left. You, you know, if you I get missed it. that. See? Yes, and yeah. that's the point. That's yeah. that 10 o'clock yeah. in the morning drinking thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we so hadn't hit was, Vasquez at that point. That yeah. was just, it's 10 a.m. and it's too early. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. There, if you go that's back and great. rewatch it, you it's out of focus. You see someone just kind of slowly schlepping their way in. To Doc's office. Interesting. (laughs) And we had Addie's where she's at the hockey game that Warren's crew is watching on TV. And I I love that we got to see Mac. I missed him. I did. It's good to see him again. Good to have him back. But it was really funny to see the two hockey players, one being Mac, the other whose name I never actually caught, you know, get into a knockdown drag out and stop when the zombie threw himself against the glass. Just like, is it zombie night? No, that's that's Thursday. Thursday. That's on Thursday. And it's just, I, I feel like that was kind of nudging at the theatricality of hockey fights. Like, I was mm-hmm. at a fight last night and a hockey game broke out, that sort of thing. Yeah. Like, they're, I feel like that was the, oh, they're doing it for attention. The little wink, wink, nudge, yes. nudge, yeah? Exactly. That was, that was mine. I have to cop to that. That was beautiful. <laughs> and just killing a zombie with a skate, going at it with a hockey stick, like, yeah. They're really good weapons. They're just there. There are a few hockey jokes that wound up not making it to air. Like, like know, what? Well, high sticking. I mean, you know, they just, the, <laughs> you know, no penalty box for this, that kind of thing, you know. But I wish those had made it to air. Those Me are my too. favorite kinds of one-off one-liners. You know, something is always lost. They're beautiful. Yeah, so we get to see how Mac and Addie met, and the whole "we should stick together" line, and then Addie bringing up, "I need to, I need to go First to I my mom to, and oh. my brother. They're alone." I'm like, no, no, no. I know how this ends. It's bad. Sends poorly. It's like we we got this flashback. It's ugly. We got this many many times over the course of an episode. <laughs> this whole episode was just pain. It was it was very funny in points, but wow, there was a lot of pain. There was. 
We had 10Ks, which was, you know, kind of what you expected. It was so precious. He was tiny and adorable. Oh, how do you make someone who's 19, 15, you give him a bowl cut? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just have him fishing out there. And just the first experience with the park ranger. Ma'am, are you okay? <laughs> because he's disconnected. So yep. he would be the person to be like, what on God's green earth is happening here? What are these things? Like, so it makes sense for him. Yeah. Because he grew up without all of media. But judging from that shirt, evidently still had access to a Walmart. So oh, at least. They're everywhere. Least. Yep. That's true. Middle of the woods, Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> and th- there were a heck of a lot of zombies floating around in the woods. Campers yeah, and hikers and park rangers. Must have been 4th oh, of July Memorial Day weekend or something. You know, yeah. Everyone was out in the woods. Just that was a lot more than I was expecting. It just kind of gathered all at once. Yeah, so 10Ks was kind of as you expected. It was followed by Vasquez. It's just like, that's, that's the calm before the storm. It's good, and then it's no longer good. And then we get Murphy's little moment of where is my mercy, which I'm still stuck on because it was amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me. And his flashback, which is him in the prison yard, admitting to, I, I missed what the charge was. The feds called it postal fraud, but what was the longer... It's a lot of businesses that that didn't perform as they should have, mm-hmm. you know, just uh, bad entrepreneurial uh, luck kind of thing, yeah. which sure. they call actually postal fraud because none of them were legitimate or expected to make money. Think of them as a pyramid schemer. That that makes a lot of sense. The one thing that I didn't get, and I think I probably missed a line here or something, is why Murphy didn't play his cards that he had. Because he had two pairs, a fairly good. I think he was afraid of the. Yeah, he was afraid of this guy. The implication was that this man was in for attempted murder, but he thinks he's going to get off on the charge. So Murphy's like, "No, you win. Yeah, you win." He didn't want to take the guy's cigarettes. That makes sense. I thought that might have been the case, but I was like, "No, did I miss something deeper?" No, just Murphy being Murphy. Yeah. Yep. And then with uh, one of the prisoners dying via shiv yeah. in the middle of the prison yard like oh that was that was fun to watch and becoming a zombie because evidently in the middle of prison we still have a zombie virus and murphy getting out of the open gate where all the guards came in and just shutting all of these people in the prison yard to die like it's very yikes. murphy but yeah it's very murphy it's yeah. not at all unexpected so we are running a little short on time. Is there um, anything else? Any last thoughts on this episode? No. I... No? Michael, anything about writing it? Anything about production? Things that wound up on the cutting room floor that you wish could have been brought in? Any oh, fun a stories? Ton of stuff we all wanted to do because we'd all had ideas for years about, okay, what what was it like with everybody in the first day? And I, I liked the episode a lot. We got a lot of great stuff. Um, no, it's it's... It takes us exactly where we need to be. Now you you know far more about a lot of our characters than you did, and presumably you knew a lot about them anyway. Yeah. And now we're going into uh, the big finale, which it's it's going to be. You you have something. I do. I do it. I wish Tom Everett Scott was in it. I understand why he wasn't <laughs> because Mac was tied to Addie, so Mac came back. But I. I would have loved to see where Tom Everett Scott was on day one. I would have loved to have seen Cassay's as well. Yeah. Cassandra, Let's rather. Just bring words. them all back in. Just like season those, three. those are the deleted More scenes. Well, maybe they'll be day two. Who knows? In season three. 
And like, just like, remember all these people. This is where Wrecking Ball was on day one. This yeah. is where just like all just these people along the way. Back. Sketchy and Skeezy were still being hanged someplace in some small <laughs> village for... For something else. Yeah, for some miscreant. <laughs> I would love to I would love to see day one or week one or whatever for all of the characters that are either minor characters who've popped up or the people that we've lost along the Maybe way. It'll be our spin-off series. I would watch that TV program. I would too. Or just like webisodes. Z, yeah. Z Nation year one. I, I seriously I would watch that TV Could program. Do a mini-series. Are we listening? Asylum? Come on, we want this. So let's uh, let's swing into predictions and chat if there's anything that you want us to address because we've got a bit of a delay going on. Now would be the time to bring it up. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. We've got the lovely little light show and everything. I love the light show. So we did get a trailer. We um, have contacting what's left of the CDC lab, or so they says, or so they say it is. We get a line from Citizen Z, a location compromised abort mission, which is kind of a big deal because the mission has been the overarching, the impetus for these two seasons. And we have Lorena showing back up, which is just, can we talk? Like, oh my God. At least she's not carrying, at least she doesn't have Jan in the pan with her. That we saw. That we saw. I mean, she wasn't carrying his head under her arm or anything. I mean, he's still the doctor. And he'll be back. He'll be back. He doesn't not come back. He'll be back. So, any predictions for the season finale? I think, and I can't be certain because it was for the briefest of moments, but Dr. Warch? What's her name? Merch. Merch. Dr. Merch was there, possibly? She should be there. Yeah. I mean, if you're thinking this is the doctor who injected Murphy and went off had an association with Korean, she should be around somewhere yes. when you get to wherever you get to. So, yeah, because there was a brief shot where it was a wide pan of a lot of people and there was someone who looked like Dr. Merch coming out in the lab coat, so she's back. That's what I say. That would be fun and interesting. I'm, I'm expecting a giant, ridiculous cliffhanger because mm-hmm. that's kind of the precedent that this series has set. And we already know, or supposedly know from this trailer, that if the mission's over, what then? That was the backbone of the show itself, was getting them to California. If they're at California, evidently, according to Citizen Z, it's not going to work out. Now what? Yeah, I don't know where it's going to go. So it's not really a prediction on my end so much as an existential quandary. And I also don't think Lorena is going to make it to the end of the season. Just, I think that she Meaning will die. she's going in the to s- die in the beginning of the episode? <laughs> I, at some point like, in the episode, I don't think she'll make it to the is end. Forty minutes away. <laughs> I know. And we have a uh, Mike on Twitter saying, "I don't think Citizen Z survives the season finale." I would agree. What's with left that up there to kill him? Um. Well, cold and loneliness. Cold and cold loneliness. Because there was okay. this is sort of cheating, but it's not at the same time. Because Z Nation tweeted out pictures for or stills of the final episode, and um, Citizen Z has frost. All up on his face. He might die. Okay. It is. Or he might just be cold. (laughs) He might just be cold. Both of these things are entirely possible. He also hallucinated an entire episode last season, so. Not gonna lie. Is Is there any chance we can get Eric back on? I loved the astronaut. Uh. It's his companion. Snowball's chance in hell, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Never, never say never. Never say no, but, uh. 
Michael, what are your predictions? Uh, <laughs> that would be cheating. I know. That's why I asked. Yeah. <laughs> we try. Also, are I'm kind of stupid. Maybe I forgot. So uh, I seriously doubt that on both counts. Um, are there any projects that you're working on that you can tell us about? Uh, I'm writing a book right now, so it's really? kind of a space-related biography. Um, I have have a TV project with uh, George R. R. Martin, but uh, it's sort of just sitting there, uh, not going anywhere at the moment. So uh, it's not worth pitching as like, hey, look for this, because I don't know when or where. So It's all just kind of nebulous right now? Yeah, in that sort of, you know... Butterscotch man situation can't get run till you're warm. Can't you know get warm? Can't get warm till you run. You know one of those. So we yeah. do have a question in the chat. Where will the cheese be in the season finale? Yes. Ho- hopefully eaten. <laughs> These are the important questions. <laughs> it's no longer a wheel. It's just a wedge. I had forgotten about the cheese. Thank you for that. that Never forget the cheese. That was a thing of wonder and beauty. All right. Well, we are just about out of time, so we're going to wrap it up. Michael, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, where can the people go if they want to find out more about you and your projects? Uh, you can find me at, uh, on Twitter at CassettZN. Uh, Michelle? You can find me on Twitter at Michelle underscore Cullen. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at Kiaxet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. Uh, most of the shows that I'm on are on winter break at this point. However, we will have an episode of Ruby this week, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. We have the season finale next week, just in time for the holidays. So be sure to <laughs> tune in for that, and we will see you next time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.